Welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. Are you ready to find and amplify your voice? Looking to be inspired by those who are already out there making it happen? Listen in as we shine a light on those who bring their full, authentic selves to do what they love, make no apologies, and don't try to fit into other people's boxes. With your host, Carla Taylor, who, after years of being inspired by the brilliantly shining people she was meeting, decided others need to hear these stories too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. I am your host, Carla Taylor, and I am so excited this week. This is actually our very first guest on the show, and I'm so honored and privileged to be able to share uh, Demetrius Witherspoon. He's here on the line, and he's going to be talking to us about all of the amazing things that he's been able to do and accomplish as a filmmaker, as a writer-director, and he's got quite a story to tell. So just to give you a little bit of background um, and, and kind of where we want to go with this, this particular show, uh, it, it's called Get, Get Submerged in Filmmaking, and that's because the name of the franchise that Demetrius has created is called Submerge. And I'm so excited. I'm trying to get ahead of myself right now <laughs> to get into his story. <laughs> Uh, but I do want to the part of why I love this story and this person and Demetrius and I met a few years ago now, and I've been part of your journey and watching your journey and and we both live in Indianapolis, Indiana. And one of the things that is kind of mind blowing to me is that I never thought you could have this type of career in the middle of the Midwest. So part of what I want to talk to you about is how did that come to be and how did you even have the idea that this could be done and and how did you get started? So um, tell us a little bit about what you were doing before you started becoming a filmmaker and why you thought you could even do it and then what you did to get started. Well, first of all, uh, Carla, I just want to say thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on the show. And, uh, yes, you know, um uh, it, it just takes time. And so uh, I had lost my job um, a few years back. And so I, I took on a part-time job, but then I uh, also performed music um, with bands and things like that around Indianapolis uh, under LaShawn, which was my middle name. Um, and okay. I, wanted a, I wanted a music video, and I borrowed some money from my brother, uh, and me and my uh, 13-year-old, 14-year-old uh, daughter, uh, we sat down and just watched YouTube uh, and to see how we could make this video. And I was like, I'm going to shoot three music videos. I just always wanted to and had the camera. So uh, that's what really started it all. I really enjoyed it. So your and interest it, began actually as a movie, a, a music video rather than movies, and that's what got you interested in the whole concept of video in general. Is that correct? Well, yeah, the, the process of making uh, videos or uh, movies. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm just a uh, movie sci-fi junkie, so... Uh, that's uh -huh. just part of that's part of my childhood that uh, we will go to uh, the, the cinemas uh, in uh, Bardstown, Kentucky, uh, on Tuesdays, and it was two dollar Tuesdays, and we will always <laughs> go see a movie as a family. So uh, that that's kind of 
what started it there, too. And so you have gotten, obviously, very deep into sci-fi. What were some of the early influences for you that, that inspired you? Well, um, most definitely Star Wars. I know everyone says that, but that was the era uh, that I was growing up mm -hmm. in. And so, um, you know, the Empire Strikes Back, Battlestar Galactica, um, and, and just shows like that, uh, Westworld, old school, uh, Planet of the Apes, all that sci-fi fantasy um, always uh, stuck out to me. I enjoyed and, I, you know, it just came naturally to start to get into it. So really, those all somewhat have in common, like creating a whole new world and imagining what everything in that world would be like, which is definitely what you have been doing with the Submerge franchise. So let me go back to what we were just talking about, where you, so you were doing music, and you got interested, and your daughter, both of you guys, started watching YouTube videos to figure out how to create music videos. So then what happened yeah. from there? Well, we um, made the three videos, and uh, people really liked them. And I was just like, man, this is this is what I want to do. And uh, I asked the actress at the time, Erin, uh, uh, if she wanted to do a sci-fi sci action movie or, you know, we do something. And uh, she said, sure. So I just... I started writing, had this idea, uh, and I wanted it sci-fi because I liked Stargate and everything at the time. And uh, then I, uh, as I was going to work, I would always see this one lady uh, panhandling for money. And, you know, I would help out whenever I can. But I was like, man, she is here every day on time, rain, sleet, and snow. But I was like, you know, what it took for her to be in this situation and uh, what if she got thrown into a multi-universe and had to find her way out and find her daughter and uh, come out stronger on the other side? And so uh, that started uh, Submerge. Wow. So kind of like your character, <laughs> you just kind of jumped <laughs> in and figured it out along the way, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just... Uh, looking at YouTubes and everything, and I was like, well, I shot the music video. Uh, and we're kind of kind of tuned to that uh, a little bit um, because we all watch movies, and we don't know it that we're taking in how it's been edited and how it's done. You see everybody has their opinions on movies. Right. Um, and so... And there's always uh, way more to it than anybody would have ever imagined going in. Right. Right. And so... Um, you know, I, I was a go-doer even before the movies. Is You know, even if it came to music or whatever, I'd give my all uh, for it and uh, try to make an experience out of it. So, um, so with well, the Well, and that's movie, actually one of the things that I think I've noticed as a theme of, of all of the different people that I've talked to and the, the, the guests that I've got coming up in upcoming shows is that a lot of people talk about things. But the people mm -hmm. who are actually out there creating and doing the things, they don't wait until they're ready. They don't wait until they have it all figured out. They jump in and start doing it and figuring it out by trial and error. And that, to me, is, is what makes the big difference is, yes, you want to have some foreplanning for and, and thinking ahead, but if you wait too long, you're never going to do it. You've, you're never going to have that perfect moment. 
And so I love that, that that's also for you exactly what what you did to get started. And then as you kept going, you learned more and got more inspired and do, did more things. Uh, so give us a little bit of background because I know a lot of the listeners probably don't know what Submerge is. So give us a little bit of an overview of that. And then let's talk a little bit more about how, how that continued on and some of the successes that you've had. Okay. Well, um, Submerge is an experiment that's done on uh, different species and multi-universes. And so um, the Craig Empire, uh, who are these uh, aliens that dominate worlds, uh, are using this experiment on uh, different species. And, of course, the books and everything else go into a little bit deeper of why. But... Um, from there, we kind of focus in on uh, Nairi. Uh, like I said, she's pregnant, and she gets thrown into this multi-universe. Uh, and um, we really follow her journey through the uh, three movies, first three movies uh, that uh, ended up in Japan. Ended up in Japan? Yes. Uh-huh. So the, uh, okay, so... Oh, sorry, right. not uh, not in the movie uh, Japan, but um, distribution, uh, a small distribution oh. in uh, Japan uh, for those uh, first three movies. And so, uh, yeah, we really I follow. It. I was thinking you meant the movie setting went to Japan, but no, you're saying the actual movies are now being distributed in Japan. That's really awesome. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, that was... Uh, very enjoyable time uh, for us to be able to do that. Um, and so for me, the story, um, you know, I was going to continue it, but I kind of got off into some other things, some commercials and uh, videos and things like that. And I, I was thinking I was pretty much uh, done with Submerge after those three. Um, and, you know, it, it had those little successes, you know, and, but it was like, you know, it's not where I want to be right now uh, with the technique and things like that. So uh, I was going to do something else, but I, I got uh, encouraged by Bishop Stevens and Larry Jones to continue. And, uh, and then suddenly um, I got, um, there's a local paper here, famous paper, uh, Nuvo. Uh, where they uh, said submerges the uh, got best of indie indie uh, in that magazine and were the uh, best charming B-rated movie, and I was just like, wow, you know, it's wow, you know, yeah, it's somebody's seeing what we're doing, you know, uh, all that work yeah. uh, was put into it. So getting that that feedback from from the audience and the community was a big part of it. So so how long was that from the time that you first had the idea and started shooting the first uh, film to getting to that point where Nuvo was talking about you and giving you Best of Indie? Uh, it was about three years. Um, okay. So we, sh we shot those uh, three, and, um, you know, you I was, like you said, just going out and doing it before the paint dry or the, you know, <laughs> the, the editing was done. I was already writing 
and getting ready for the next one, no matter how small it was. Uh, and, and so, um, just so I could keep up the momentum, you know, and try to get better uh, that each time. That is huge, too. Yeah, momentum is something a lot of people think that, okay, I create the movie or I create the book or I create the artwork and, okay, and now I did it. There you go. Here it is, world. But like you're just saying, that was just the beginning. And you had to, as soon as you were done with one, you're on to the next and creating the momentum to keep going. And that's what really helps. It's a machine. You know, it's, it's not a yeah. one and done kind of thing. And that's why I run into you everywhere I go because you and I are both out there constantly feeding the momentum that we're, we're garnering and, and getting out there. And, and that's the only way to get known and, and get to more and more audiences is to keep building on the previous one and build from there. So we're actually getting to a point where I think it's a good time uh, that we're going to go ahead and take our first break so that we can come back and talk a little bit more about that and dig in just a little bit more to even your process that we'd like to hear more about. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and take our very first break. And when we return, if you do have any questions, please feel free to call in or join us in the live chat room. And uh, we will be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back, everyone. I am Carla Taylor. This is Bring Your Brilliance, and we are here learning all about the brilliance of Demetrius Witherspoon. Hello. And about uh, getting submerged in filmmaking. So, uh, Demetrius, before we went to break, you were telling us a little bit about your story and how you got started and how it started with the, the um, music video and learning from where you are. And I think that's one of the things that, that a lot of people want to know, no matter where you live. And maybe you don't have to go to Hollywood or New York or, you know, some of these big hot spots. 
So if you're in a, a town that's not necessarily known for the thing that you're trying to do, um, so you talked about learning online and getting some information that way. But how did you know or how did you figure out how to go from that to connecting and, and putting things out into the world from Indianapolis, from a, a smaller city? Well, you know, I, I didn't know much about the film uh, community here. I didn't even know there was a film community here. Um, and that's where social media came uh, to be key. Uh, now, coming from the music, I already knew about marketing of music and getting myself out there, you know, iTunes and things like that. And so some of that was a natural transition over to film of, wow, I, you know, I got to wear my merchandise out here. I got to have my cards and everything ready and social media uh, is there to, for us to promote. And so I just kind of carry that on over and um, a lot of uh, filmmakers, they just want to make the film, especially creative mm -hmm. people. They just want to make make their art, and but part of that is promoting yourself, and that's something I was always uh, key on doing, no matter what. And I do think that's been a big part of your success because that is something clearly that comes very naturally to you that you think about and and you're thinking ahead to even how you're going to market it and making sure you're getting, like you said, the T-shirts or the, the hats or even now you're into action figures and, you know, all the different ways to promote the franchise that you've created. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's much bigger than, than simply one film. And I think a lot of people get caught up, like you said, the creative people, they've written a story or they've created a, a, a film and they don't know the, the marketing side, and the person themselves doesn't have to be the marketer, but you do have to have that. So, and I think mm -hmm. you've seen and learned that it really does take a team of people. It's not something that one person can do alone. Uh, so, talk right. to me a little bit about some of that. Yeah, uh, it, it, it does uh, take a team. Um, you know, like I said, I have the music thing, but learning uh, what uh, filmmaking was all about and the marketing of that. Uh, was a learning curve. And so uh, what helped was going to my first uh, uh, Gen Con, uh, which is here in, in Indianapolis. And at the time, it probably had like 50,000 people uh, there, but our film had got in. And that really helped me to see how to find my niche, find my uh, audience, and, you know, when I had cosplayers coming up giving me uh, trading cards of themselves, I was like, wait a minute, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> um, and so uh, looking at all of that, and sometimes you get anxious because, you know, I, I think like George Lucas in the sense of seeing all of that as a kid, um, but you can't have it all in one big thing. It takes time. So, uh, and mm -hmm. everything happens in time it's like you just keep going uh so like when i got there th this is a big gaming convention i'm not talking about video games but board games if anybody's been there because now it's up to over seventy thousand people that come through all over the world um so wow. uh yeah so I, I learned from that and all the different started going networking uh with uh those different uh festivals and film festivals and networking with others. And so just started to learn 
and see what I could do on my level as an independent filmmaker because all of that, all your marketing brings back uh, people to your film. So, like, somebody called me the mm-hmm. other day and it's like, oh, I love your comic book, you know, how'd you do that, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, well, that's based off of my movies. What? You got movies? I was like, yeah, go to this site and check this out. So uh, it's uh, and really working on a uh, super story. And, and that's kind of what Star hmm. Wars and things like that are. Uh, but a super story or a transmedia is you have your film, but then you have all these other facets that uh, supports it. And it's not the same thing. It's not just making the film into a book, but it's expanding the world out into coloring books, uh, uh, games, uh, video games, uh, trading cards and uh, comic books and novels. So all of that expands the universe, but brings people in with this super story that you create. And so that's what I've been creating uh, over the last six and a half years. I love that. So you've got the whole big, like you say, super story and and all-encompassing of everything, what it's all a big part of. But like you said, you didn't necessarily start there. You started with the first three films. And it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you actually created and wrote the film first and then the book after. Is that correct? Uh, I, yeah, I, I wrote and, and directed all uh, all the films. And the first three, I did the visual effects and editing. Um, and the book actually uh, didn't, it, it was written off my script. So the movie came first. Okay. And then uh, John F. First. Allen. Yeah, then John F. Allen, uh, a local author, uh, wrote the book, really expanding that that universe and that world um, uh, even more so in in the novel, which is on Amazon Prime uh, now. So that's amazing. It's on Amazon Prime now, and we're we're definitely going to talk a little bit more about where it's gone and all the different places that you can access it now. But staying a little bit still with the theme of the process that you followed, so. You you started out with a, a dream and an idea, and you and you, yeah, and you wrote start. and directed your own thing. Tell me a little bit about how you got your cast together, and how did you you find those people and, and pick them, and and how did all that come about? Well, um, first is a couple of people that I knew. You know, of course, you're going to use your family and and what have you. <laughs> and then I started kind of looking on Facebook. And I was like, well, let me look in the model section. You know, there's modeling groups and things like that. And uh, so I kind of looked through there and find somebody and said, hey, you know, would you like to be in my film? You know, and I don't have any money <laughs> right now. Uh, so, <laughs> and, it, you know, it's about, hey, yeah, I would like to be part of something like that. I never did that before. And so we had some first-timers, and then we had um, maybe one that um, Eric Bell had been in, maybe some commercials or what have you, uh, that came on board. But um, just everybody just beginning, you know, and we just went out there and did it. So everybody just kind of came together and pitched in, and that's one of the great things, too, about taking action. Because you can say you have a great film, you can say you have a great idea, you can even have a great script, 
But if you aren't out there taking action for people to be a part of something or you think, oh, I've got to wait until I have a million dollars or whatever amount of money so that I can go hire all these people, it'll never get done. So you just went out there with this awesome idea and this awesome energy around it and people wanted to come and help you and and get themselves that that experience as well. And that's that energy that you were able to, to, to connect through Gen Con and social media and all these different places that you went, you became that hub of your own universe as you're creating your new universe, <laughs> which yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and and it uh, took so many people. And what was uh, taught to me uh, uh, from uh, a local uh, director who had done over 37 feature films, uh, Jim, he encouraged me um, to surround myself with uh, people that know more than me. And so uh, mm. sometimes... That's a good uh, you point. might be, yeah, and um, you, you might be in a small town or what have you, but I, there is somebody or nearby that does filming, and so you want to try to take advantage of that. Use uh, Facebook or social media. There's film groups probably near you or closer to you uh, that uh, you know you can get into and be inspired and learn from. Um, so um, that's. Uh, you know, working with people, and eventually, you know, I was able to start paying people or what have you, but all this was funded by me and people's time. And so by the time we get to Echo 51, because uh, I wanted to go further into the multi-universe, and uh, we see the story of light. Uh, she is, uh, uh, her home world is uh, under attack, and she thinks she's the last of her species, but things really get uh, going from there once she finds the android. Uh, when we got to that one, um, we had uh, close to uh, 60 people on set, uh, four different wow. makeup artists, uh, two film crews. Uh, we were first time I ever shot in a, a studio, the box studio owned by uh, Derek Tao. Um the fabulous Derek Cow, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh first time I ever had, had uh, sets uh, built and um, filming out on uh, location. Uh, so uh, this journey, yeah, I might have wrote it and kept pushing, but it really did take a team or a village to build what I have now. I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have uh, all these creative minds and, and, and people helping either financially or uh, with their time. That's incredible. And that's, that's what's so great about, um, you know, we, talk, we hear all the time that, that like attracts like. And if you want something to be around you, you've got to be that first. And so you just started being that before you even knew what, <laughs> what to do, but started surrounding yourself with these people, started reaching out from wherever you were. In your case, it was in Indianapolis, so not a super small town but it's not one of the big big mega cities either and i think you you showed yourself and all of us that it can be done no matter where you are and Mm -hmm. reaching out today with technology is so much different than it used to be where you really only had access to people right around you now you've got an ability to connect and even things like twitter and social media you can connect directly with anybody nowadays right like it's so different than it used to be 10 years ago 
Yeah, everything's there. And, and what I wanted to say is, uh, a lot of people think, well, I gotta go buy this expensive camera and everything. A lot of people just fill into your pocket and pull out your phone. That is what you can start with because even iPhones, uh, start with 4K. Uh, they have 4K and yeah. they have beautiful, they take beautiful pictures too. So, um, there have been feature length movies that have been shot with the iPhone and uh, people's phones. That's so, so awesome. Yeah, so don't... Yeah, technology uh, has uh, come such a long way and made all of this so much more accessible to, to everyone. I love that point. Don't wait till you have the best equipment. Don't wait till you have all the money. Start with what you have and keep building yeah. from there. So right. let's go ahead and go to our second break. I think that's a really good point to end on. I want to get now, when we come back, much more into the successes and the awards and all of the things that, that you've got going on and coming up and, and what's next. So let's go ahead and take our second break, and we will be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back. Once again, you are listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show on the Inspired Choices Network. We are here with Demetrius Witherspoon. We're talking all about how to get submerged in filmmaking. We've been talking Yay. about the submerged universe. We've been talking about all of your uh, process and the way that you really just started creating and making things happen before you had everything figured out, before you even had the resources that you needed because they started coming to you People were so compelled by what you were doing and by the, the energy that you were putting into it that you, you attracted a lot of that to you. So uh, let's talk now a little bit more about some of the awards, some of the places that you've gone. You talked about going to Japan. You talked about being in Nuvo, the local newspaper, Best of Indie. You even mentioned Amazon Prime. So let's talk a little bit more about what has happened and the successes that you've now enjoyed since you started creating this incredible super story and universe of Submerge? Well, you know, uh, I think once I stopped thinking about getting awards and why am I not winning anything, that's when I started winning stuff. Um, I just <laughs> went into it that, hey, you know what, the, the best thing I'm going to get out of this is being able to uh, talk to the fans and talk to the audience when I do a booth or when I do a panel. That was the the, the greatest joy that I, uh, greatest award that I got or get um, when I'm able to do that, you know, giving back uh, in that sense. But um, we, um, 
got a, awards for uh, music videos uh, that I did and um, uh, best dramatic music video for Ring, uh, music video for Shauna Befford. Also um, got uh, award uh, for, uh, well, actually t two awards, three actually for Submerge Echo 51. <laughs> Um, best director and um, I can't remember what the other one is. Um, yeah, uh, Indie Arts Con Film Festivals, I think was the other one. But uh, and then got so you're awarded now a, a part that you've won so many awards you can't even remember them all. <laughs> That's <awesome>. Well, <laughs> That's a great yeah, problem I, to have. <laughs> that's not what I wanted to sound like, but uh, yeah. Um, you know uh, the Fisher Council. Council that I think that was just uh, very humbling that they were seeing my work and things like that. And when they reached out to me and said they wanted to give me an award, uh, award, um, it was just um, you know uh, very humbling. And uh, I was uh, thankful to sharing them uh, at the, the uh, Fisher's Art Council here um, in Indiana. Uh, they gave me a award, and I was able to show Echo 51 um, there live at the show. And so um, it's it, it was you know it was really something uh, to be be part of that. And um, also we were able to get it on Amazon Prime um, and some other stream channels, at least five of them on Roku. Yeah. So how did that come about? Um, you know, that's part of filmmaking. A lot of people, uh, it's important to try to already have that in mind, your distribution, because, uh, for one thing, you want to get it out there. So as many eyes as you can to get, uh, get on it. But, uh, also, uh, you want it in the best place that it can be. And so, um, I got with, uh, Nandar, um, distributing, uh, company and, um, we, uh, really uh you know it, it worked out well and so we were able to get on amazon prime and all these uh at least probably right now it's probably about 10 different um streaming sites plus i stream it on my website uh dv entertainment pictures uh dot com um and uh yeah those different avenues so how many total films do you already have completed and how many more are you planning? Uh, we have uh, four completed. We just finished up on Submerge Blue Star, which is the fifth in the series. Um, and uh, it, people will be able to watch everything straight through and really continue your journey after Nari um, and that's going to lead into the feature film, Submerged Galaxy of Subversion, which uh, we have uh, actors, uh, Bishop Stevens from Mom and Dad, uh, Nicolas Cage, and some Netflix shows. He's coming back to reprise his role, uh, and uh, he's just doing an amazing job uh, in Hollywood and L.A. and things like that, uh, amazing movies. Um, and uh, he's coming back on board. Uh, he's been part of the series he plays uh lord raz uh which is a villain and he's kicking butt in there and uh bishop uh he's been a great supporter uh 
because when I was doing my third movie and he came on board from St. Louis, he was traveling to be on the Empire and Chicago PD. So he would come film with us, then go to Chicago and film on those shows. So uh, wow. he's always come back uh, to do uh, his role um, as the, uh, what I wrote for um, Lord Raz. And so we're going to continue that into the feature film. And between that, uh, I've got into comic books. It found, came around the timing. It's all about timing. Because, you know, a few mm -hmm. years ago, I looked at it, and it was like, man, I can make a feature film on what it costs to do uh, a comic book. So comic books are not, mm. uh, I mean, they're a little bit, uh, I mean, less expensive, but you can make a very low-budget, super ultra-low-budget film uh, compared to uh, what people pay to get comic books done. That's why they have uh, Indiegogo and things like that, which we're going to do a little right, bit of that. Right, the sites, yep. Yes, yeah. So uh, the comic book so, really extends. In the universe. Go ahead. Yeah, the comic books really well, expand the universe even more so, and uh, that's going to help when people come uh, to see Echo 51, which come out in, uh, this fall, and then um, on to the feature film. So you, you, you've talked a lot about what, what I love about you is that you are so creative and you have such an incredible imagination and, and then making it happen and taking that action but you're also such an incredible marketer and businessman and thinking ahead and figuring out all of these different components and how they work and thinking about the distribution and the marketing and the financing. And there really is a lot more to it than, than, than the creative <laughs> side. The creative side is just the beginning. And it's what, of course, yeah. drives everything else. But in order to be really successful, I think you either have to have that in you like you do or have a really strong team of people to help surround you with to make sure – that it is an ongoing, constant, out there, out there, out there, momentum-building thing. And then, like you said, to even do something like an Indiegogo, a lot of people, again, are misinformed and think, oh, well, I'll just have this cool idea and I'll stick it out there. And then naturally people are going to find that amazing side and just start dumping yeah. money in, and that doesn't even happen either. So you mentioned at the beginning that you were self-funded and it was coming out of your own pocket. Have you done much of the fundraising yet, or are you still gearing up to that? Well, um, we did have a fun. We, we did uh, Indiegogo for Submerge Echo Fifty One. Uh, we didn't get much out of it, uh, but we did have some um, investors uh, to invest some money. But um, you know, it we worked with what we had, you know, and sometimes that's mm -hmm. what you have to do to try to get things done and everything literally just falls in place. And I really got to hand it to uh, not only my family, but also, well, Mary Carlton, uh, who was my uh, second and first AD uh, on different projects, and plus uh, my project manager. Uh, she uh, was, uh, I couldn't do it without her. She was just phenomenal in, in helping uh, get things together and and we work so well as a team, and um, so that that's uh, what really helped. Also, that's so important in having those supporters and cheerleaders. And uh, I saw something the other day. Somebody talked about how we talked about startups or things at the beginning, 
but we don't talk about the keep going <laughs> and the sustainability right. part and keeping it going and keep feeding it even when it's not fresh and new, but you, you're still continuing to build. But part of what you, you even just talked about, part of what then does it make it new and expands it and gives you multiple streams of income and channels and everything else is to expand into things like the comic books or some of the other uh, coloring books I think you said. And what are some of the other things? I think you mentioned also your trading cards. I know I've seen some action figures. What are some of the different things that you've done with your characters and your storyline? Well, you know, we live in a digital age, and no more do you have to store thousands or put thousands of dollars into something and say, well, you know, that didn't sell, and you're stuck there with all these Frisbees that have submerged on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that I did that, but... (laughs) Um, so we live in a digital world where you can have a storefront and it's not coming out of your pocket, you know, to do anything. It's just taking time to get it set up and get your artwork together or what have you. So I have, uh, tennis shoes, uh, that have been limited edition, two of them. And those were coming out of Japan. Uh, we have a perfume line. Um, and, and here's the thing. Looking at uh, DC and uh, Marvel, you look at their marketing, even even Lucas, uh, Star Wars, look at their marketing and say, how can I do that on my level? You can do it. So, you know, you have these online things. Get you, uh, make sure everything is straight and clean, uh, your logos, everything is up to par, and use those different platforms uh, to help because that money comes back to you to help you fund your next film. That's so great. And I've seen, I think I just saw you did a new uh, logo opener that was animated for, I don't even know if it was for Amazon Prime or what it was for, but you're also, that's also a way to keep staying visible too when you have these different pieces of artwork or different uh, products or things that you can continue to talk about what you do in new ways, and it just keeps feeding this this marketing machine that we're kind of talking about. Yeah, you know, uh, we it's the kind of uh, society we live in. Everybody is, uh, you know, either me, 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 or uh, they want to see something new and different, you know. And so some filmmakers, mm-hmm. we just put up the same thing, same thing over <laughs> and over. Uh, nobody wants to see that over and over. They'll tune you out. Uh, and so, it, yeah. and for me, it's, it's not about, hey, look at me. It's about when I'm posting that, these things, it's either going to bring money back to my business uh, or to my family uh, and also uh, be able to network with people that would, uh, you know, normally you wouldn't be able to network Social media is such a powerful thing. I know some people want to get off of Facebook or I'm just going to do Instagram. But I tell you what, I wouldn't be where I am now without Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Just recently, um, just um, had Rob Diggy. He is a a Grammy-winning composer uh, come on board to he's going to be composing uh, for the feature film. And he's already uh, composed for um, my uh, uh, my logo, uh, which uh-huh. we show that on the intro. So 
uh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have met him or connected with him networking if I didn't have Facebook. He wouldn't have seen my That's stuff. That's awesome. And say, so hey, let me I let me stop us here. We're going to go ahead and take uh, our third break. But that's the perfect segue because when we come back, I want to talk more about the, the connections and the social media and the way that what you're doing has helped impact the community. We're actually going to bring another special guest on, which is actually my daughter, Emily Taylor, Emily Marie Taylor, who actually has now become a part of this with you. So let's talk more about that, what she's done, how she's involved, and more about getting submerged in filmmaking when we get back from the break. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Okay, welcome back. I am so inspired by everything that we've been learning today. Uh, this is Carla Taylor on Bring Your Brilliance radio show on the Inspired Choices Network here with Demetrius Witherspoon, who's been sharing all about... Hello? Hello? Did we lose her? Uh, I think we have, Carla's line has dropped, so we're just going to ask her to call back in. And uh, I'm going to let you two talk. I'm going to introduce Emily. Emily Taylor is Carla's daughter. Welcome, Emily. Um, this is Keisha, the producer, by the way. <laughs> so, Emily and Demetrius, why don't you guys uh, pick up here a little bit while we have Carla calling back in. All right. Um, so, hi, I'm Emily. I have not been a part of the radio until now. So, hello. Um, <laughs> hello, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know she wanted to talk about, um, I think, just how you, like, interact with the community a little bit. She talked to me very briefly about it. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Emily, I met you. Uh, I was having a, uh, a submerged experience is what I call them. And so uh, we were at the studio, and so we had a book signing uh, for the novel. And so uh, we had a few people come out. It was like storming like cats and dogs, but uh, we had the cast there. Some of them were in their makeup from the movie. And um, I just remember that you and your mother coming through. I was so surprised, you know, because I didn't know 
uh, you were going to make it. You had on a white coat. Your hair was slicked back. I remember. You remember? Yeah. Oh, man, you signed the poster. I've actually got it in my room right now. Um, but you signed a poster, and I hung it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm back. Uh, sorry Yay. about that. We had some technical difficulties talking today. technology. That's all right. <laughs> we're keeping it rolling. Awesome. So what were you just talking about? Because I missed it. <laughs> This, this well, is really unfiltered, folks. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to take over the show. So, no. Uh, no, we were just talking about the first time um, you, you brought your daughter uh, over to uh, to the uh, book signing, and she got to meet the cast and everything. And, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think, Emily, you were interested in films. Yeah, I was I was very interested in just seeing the community around and like um just figuring out what Indiana had to offer film wise and it was a lot more than I expected, which is good. <laughs> yeah, you know, um I've not only do when we're making a film, we have different professionals on board, but we also bring uh people from the community that Maybe th this is one of their dreams of being able to do, or it's a, a mm -hmm. time to have a hands-on workshop of learning how to film. And so uh, sometimes I reach out to high schools and have them uh, come on board, um, some people from the video uh, department um, in, in high schools, um, and bring them on board to experience, uh, you know, what it's like to be on a set. And I, I, I knew that was something you were interested in. And um, I always try to encourage uh, anyone, young or old, uh, to uh, that the possibilities are out there. And the IFN, which is the Indiana Filmmakers, is there because they have different chapters all over Indiana uh, where people can learn and get with other filmmakers. Well, and I yeah. think no matter what community you live in, uh, there's always going to be a group like that you can connect through and, and start there as well as yeah. as looking out on social media for that sort of thing. So, um, Demetrius and Emily, you two connected, but how did you continue that? And, and Emily, I'd love to hear from you what that's done for you. Obviously, I'm your mother, so I know you have a strong interest in filmmaking and screenwriting and things like that, but you've gone much further beyond just showing up at that first uh signing and meeting the cast. So let's talk a little bit more about how you got involved and some of the things that you learned from being a part of some merch. Well, uh, for me, I just reached out and found stuff on Facebook, uh, which I previously was not a part of until then. Um, so I joined Facebook and um, joined the ISN group, and I started going to their meetings. Um, and I just kept showing up, and I kept um, seeing Demetrius places that I didn't expect him to be there, but because it was like a film place, we got to see each other again and we got to talk again and it was nice. And after a while, I'm not entirely sure how long, he um, offered me a production assistant um, job on his one of his sets. And so I took it and then I been helping him with other stuff since then. 
So, Emmy, I know a lot of people have told you that uh, to get started in film, a PA is what that's called, a production assistant, is, is one of the best places to start. So you got to do that on not just one, but two different films, I believe it was, or, or two different shoots anyway, with Demetrius. And now you've even uh, turned that into, and I think it's actually funny that as a young person you weren't on Facebook and you had to join Facebook <laughs> in order to be a part of this. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. But you are on Instagram, and in fact, you've done a lot of great things on Instagram and just started helping Demetrius with his Instagram. Yeah, I have. So tell us a little bit about that and what you're going to be doing for Submerge as you help with their Instagram account. And we've got about one minute left, so very quickly, what is it that you're going to be doing? so for Submerge, it's uh, I've been relocating all of their content onto one account, and I've been um, finding out what content to post and like where I which communities I should reach out to to like spread Submerge more because Submerge is such a cool thing. Um, so basically, what I've been doing is just making it a little bit or- more organized, and um, I've been just making sure Submerge um, has the outreach they want. And what has been your favorite thing so far about being involved with this and working with Submerge? Um, My favorite thing has been all the people I've met. Um, They're all very, very cool. And it really inspires me just to see all the people that are older or sometimes younger than me who are still going after what they want to do and what they love doing in Indiana, even though it's not the huge film place like Georgia or L.A. And that's just really inspiring to me because location doesn't really have to matter, and they kind of showed me that. Well, that is awesome. I know there's so much more here for us to dig into, and Demetrius, we we really wanted to hear a lot more from you. Uh, <laughs> where can people find your your stuff? We're getting ready to to, to leave, but I know you've got a, a Instagram account and a website and everything else. We'll actually probably just go ahead and post those. Uh, coming yeah. up next week, we've got Renee Deal coming to talk to us about energetic living. And uh, sorry so much that we ran out of time because I really did want to hear more, but we will post everything, uh, lots of different places about where to find Submerge on Amazon Prime and all of the other places. And I am so happy that you were able to join us and be a part of this. Any last words? Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to my artists in Argentina and Phil- uh, the Philippines, Fernando Mango and also Albert uh, in the Philippines. Thank you so much, guys, for the Submerged Universe comics. Awesome. Thank you so very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bring Your Brilliance with Carla Taylor. For the latest updates and info on personal branding, please follow and interact with Carla Taylor on LinkedIn. And be sure to visit www.itstimetobringit.com. Join Carla Taylor every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, keep sh-